2: Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Let's go! This is
0: the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here's your host, Femiabepafe, on vSAN, the sports betting network. great day to be alive and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi line, triple option style, as always on a football Friday. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Palm, the VP of operations here at the Circa Resort and Casino. Mike Pritchard, our VEASAN NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the National Football League. Former first round pick to the Atlanta Falcons and also a national champion with the Colorado Buffaloes. His buffs happen to be playing tonight, little Friday Night Lights in the Palouse where I used to cover the Washington State Cougars. We'll right. get to that maybe a little bit later on in the program here, but we do have a fun show on deck for you guys over these next two hours. How about last night? What were you guys' kind of takeaways? I thought we were going to have one of the best games on the yeah. Thursday night slate. Unfortunately, though, the biggest news, Joe Burrow getting out. He will be uh, out, I think, maybe for the foreseeable future. We'll find out later on with the MRI with this wrist injury. But the Ravens beat the Bengals 34-20. Let's put the Burrow news off to the side because I think we'll go heavy on that one. What were your guys' just initial thoughts watching the game last night,
3: though? Um, well, initially, I was very concerned about Mark Andrews and the effect that's going to have on Baltimore going. I don't know. Yeah. What are they talking about? It's an ankle or something. <laughs> to me, it looked like it was a neck. You know, he was grabbing his, his, his hat. Yeah. Is that, yeah. I was concerned, Yeah, you know, yeah. and Lamar came over, threw his helmet down, right. you know, when he was he, laying on the ground. He knew immediately. In, yeah. um, and then Burrow goes down. I mean, we were so excited for this game. <laughs> you know, the difference in Cincinnati or Baltimore winning this game is the difference for the division. I think the division's over. I think Baltimore has won this division with Deshaun Watson being out. I don't think Cleveland can get there. Um, Tomlin will work miracles to get to 10 wins or whatever he does every year, but I think Baltimore is going to win the division. Um, So it was disappointing from that aspect that we didn't get to see Burrow compete in this game because I think Mm -hmm. it would have been a track meet. I think this game is 37-34, 34-31 one way or the other if he's still in the game.
4: Yeah, this is uh, interesting how the numbers played out in this game. But First of all, did you shrug when he introduced me as a national champion? (laughs)
3: Well, I think there's an asterisk. I think whoa, there should always whoa, whoa, be. An, there should always, little did there you should see always be. An, I mean, they're at the fifth down. I mean, Lauterbach, great tennis coach, J.C. Oh, hey, Louderback. There's, there's, oh, the there's the field always, was bad. The field bad. There's always Now we asterisk. know the connection between Coach Mack and Harbaugh. We, under, we understand their ethics. Every every my, year I, there's I, an asterisk. Talk about, not, can just, you talk about what he did at Rancho? Forget about that Colorado stuff. But no, it, it, it's it's uncanny. He's our national champion. I know. We got yeah. you, Brandon. Yeah, okay. Thank
4: you, thank you. It's uncanny that see I don't forget things. I notice a lot um, how these numbers play out. Like the last three weeks, Baltimore has been averaging about thirty-four points a game. Right? You look at look at uh, the Bengals. Uh, the last three games, they've been averaging right around twenty points a game. And then defensively, the Bengals have been allowing a lot more points, and a lot of people aren't focused in on that. And Uh, the Bengals are not a complete team when they don't have T Higgins in the combination of him uh, and Jamar Chase for what they want to do and who they want to be offensively so compromise that way in the beginning uh, of the game uh, short week, compromise again and then okay this uh, this wrist injury uh, this mysterious injury right there but uh, what your point Mike about Baltimore they are a complete football team Uh, I think even without Andrews they're capable of Getting deep into the playoffs, perhaps Super Bowl, because they have so much talent on, on that offensive side of the ball, and they keep finding guys. Uh, and then Harbaugh, the other Harbaugh, I mean, he does <laughs> he does a great job of coaching this team. He knows everybody on this team. Uh, that that was his job prior to becoming a head coach to know everybody as a as a special teams coordinator, uh, and he knows which buttons to push. Another guy who does that is Mike Tomlin too, and and that's why I call this division a culture division. Uh, because it's all about culture, it's all about standard, uh, and they get these results year in and year out. but but Baltimore's on something right now.
0: Yeah, Baltimore really impressive in the box score, 405 yards of offense, nearly seven yards per play. Six for 12 on third down is really impressive. Like Mm -hmm. You get forced into that many third downs, and to convert half of them, usually you're going to win the football game when you do that. They go ahead and cover as four-point favorites uh, at home. Total was 45.5. It flew over. We finally got a primetime over to go ahead and cash. That was nice to see there for those who had had dabbled in betting that one. There, It's been primetime unders. I mean, if you'd have just been jamming them all season, you're probably – Living in some resort or something like
3: that. I think if you, you know, the injury is obviously the anomaly here to Burrow, right? Yep. But I'm with you. In this division, if you take more than a field goal every time, you're going to be okay. I just don't think anybody, because it's throw all the rules out, throw the past Mm -hmm. records out. These games always come down to one possession, to a kick. Right. And it probably would have as well. It's interesting now because the path to the playoffs for Cincinnati, right? You're looking at them making this big comeback off of Burrow getting healthy. Could they win the division? Could they be a top two seed? And now you got to talk about are they going to be in the playoff?
0: I think right now they're minus, they're, it's, a, it's a minus price for them to to miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So the favorite outcome will be for them to be on the outside looking in but, come January. And like, how could it not be it's sitting at five and yeah. five? But about know?
3: the bills? They're two to one to make the play. And it's a dog to make the yes price to make the
1: playoffs. We <laughs> might have,
0: yeah. we might have a playoffs with no Burrow, right. no Josh Allen, yeah. no Herbert, like this AFC thing. It's, it's, it's wide open unless you look at the top where the defending Super Bowl champions, Kansas city, which we can get into that conversation a little bit later. I do want to bring it back to the, obviously the big, news from this game being Joe Burrow Mm. with the wrist injury. And this was one of those games that was sort of set up for live betting. Like Going into the game, I went ahead and I had the Bengals plus four. I also had some Bengals on the money line just because I like this as a field goal kind of game. It's an AFC North Mm -hmm. battle. They're always close games like Mike alluded to. But when you see the, the, the broadcast cut to Burrow on the sidelines and he can barely grip the football, yeah. shakes his head, pounds the ground. And that was time for me to say, so nice. let me load into my app real quick and get as much Ravens as I can get. Because as a position of, of Bengals plus four, I didn't want that anymore. Mm-hmm. I went ahead and bet the Ravens laying one and a half and two and a half in the game just because you knew that he was not coming back. Just based on him and his inability to grip the football yeah. there. No, I mean, I,
4: I think... So, the investigation about the wrist, right? Yes. If the league's going to do that. Uh, go back to the previous game where he hurt his finger. Uh, he was trying to grip the ball there, too. There was some blood and everything like that, but uh, there was no indication that he hurt, had hurt his wrist. Now, when you step foot in a training room, if you get a, a bag of ice, you're going to end up on an injury report, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what's supposed to happen. Now, I don't know if he went into, on a short week, if he even stepped foot into the training room. Uh, he probably didn't even practice... Uh, did walkthroughs as as normal people do or normal teams do when you're getting ready for a short week or a Thursday night game. So I don't know if there was time to report anything or to treat anything. Maybe he thought he'd feel better. Uh, Or he slipped down some stairs (laughs) or something like that, right? And hurt his wrist. And he braced himself? Yeah, Yeah. sure, sure. (laughs) Uh, And that could be the excuse. I mean, Zach Taylor's already said he didn't have any idea what happened there. So um, it's fascinating. I think... From a betting standpoint, Femi, if you knew that he had a wrist injury, though, going into it, would you have been confident about the Bengals going into that game, though?
0: I mean, obviously, hindsight is always 20-20, and we have video for our viewing audience of it right now. This was when the Bengals arrived, I believe, the day before, Mm -hmm. and he has some sort of—I don't know if it's a cast or a soft wrap. Something is on his throwing hand on his right wrist there as he's trying to pick up a bag there. I don't—to me— I thought Burrow was healthy, and if you're going to give me a healthy bro, this should be like a field goal spread, like right. a three-point spread. Right. If Burrow was compromised, mm-hmm. I could then understand why this was north of a field goal. So, okay, Ravens three and a half, Ravens four, that makes sense. Maybe I don't bet the game. So yeah. I do think that I would have probably passed on the Cincinnati side had I known that Burrow was a little bit compromised going in. And that's why the NFL is investigating, right? Launching yeah. an investigation
4: on that. I mean, as he reached down, he was reaching down with his left hand. He yeah. wasn't even going to pick up uh, his luggage with the right hand or whatever bag that was with his right hand. So... He did have an injury. And, and the fact that, I don't know if anybody covered it up or if he slipped down some stairs on the way to the game, who knows? Uh, but but uh, the NFL is launching that investigation just based on the fact
3: of the integrity of the game situation. Uh, when when I was on with, with Tim last night, Tim Murray, the first I saw of it was Britain showed it to us at the top of the show, the, the soft cast coming off the plane. Mm-hmm. And I thought about asking you this when i saw you tomorrow morning now Mm -hmm. it was a different era and there were no partnerships with betting organizations (laughs) but how you played for three different organizations were they wildly different in how fastidious they were in reporting injuries or was it pretty uniform across the board no not
4: uniform at all i mean we would conceal people would conceal injuries all the time um uh, we had quarterbacks taking shots before the game to deaden their ribs because they didn't want people to know that they had a rib situation um uh, you know, a lot of times, too, when, when they say the quarterback's the first one in the building, uh, a quarterback could be in the treatment room, too, yeah. right? Uh, but they don't want to report that. But it's, it's different now um, uh, because of the alignment uh, with sports betting, uh, the partners that the, that the league has. And, and certainly, you know, the designation uh, of a player, uh, they have to know that based on those injury reports. They have to release that information.
3: I, well, I was interested this morning. You know, I don't watch, but I was up. I was helping my wife with some, some school stuff. And... You know, I was watching. I had on in the background the TV the Boomer's show, right? And here's a mm-hmm. guy. And the first thing he's talking about is you get this is this is going to be a big investigation. Yeah. You've got, and this is not a betting guy, right? Boomer's not a bet, but the emphasis the league has placed on gambling. This is this is a huge issue.
4: It's integrity <laughs> of the yeah. game. It's, that's
3: that's the shield. Yeah, yep. that's the whole
4: shield <laughs> that the league has has built their league on, basically integrity of the game. And uh,
0: and so yeah, they're not going to take this lightly. But well, we do have soundbite from Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, last night after their loss to the Baltimore Ravens, talking about what they knew about this Burrow injury going in and what they know going forward. Here's what Taylor had to say.
1: Uh, it looks like he sprained his wrist. So fell on it early in the game and then felt it on the touchdown pass. Have you heard it all before today? Not that I'm aware of. Do you think he can come back, can he come back this year? I, I have no idea. I, uh, all the information I have is, is two seconds worth and then we went to go try to find one again. There was a lot made on social media about something that Burrow was wearing on his wrist getting off the... the That was the first I saw anything about it. Back to that, so did you feel good about Burrow coming in until he... Absolutely. I mean, watch how he played in the first half. He, He did everything we needed him to do.
0: Uh, the irony of that soundbite in that <laughs> clip for the viewing audience and for those who are just listening i'll explain it to them is that obviously the backdrop has the Bengals logo but also has the logo of a sports book right behind him as well and <laughs> right. he's saying all this like oh i didn't know i mean how did you not know that he had something on his throwing hand and you're the head coach of the team like are we buying that is
4: well, that possible is, is it, it
0: possible um no <laughs> exactly.
4: no there's no I, way I mean, you know the whole logistics of traveling anyway right um you're gonna know you're gonna go up to a guy how you feeling that kind of thing uh, you're gonna you're gonna look at people uh, on the plane on the bus all that stuff and somebody's gonna tell you hey burrow's got something on his wrist right <laughs> yeah. you're the head coach
0: i mean I, I don't know we're gonna talk more about this on yeah. the other side because there's a lot more meat left on the bone here uh, i don't know about joe burrow's wrist bone but uh, we'll talk about it on the other side this is the lombardi line just getting warmed up here on a football friday
1: like, are you a fist-pumper, a woohooer, a hand-clapper, a high-fiver? I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. VGW or void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18+. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you-
0: This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, timmy Bebethay, on VSN, the sports betting network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VEASAN.com picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VEASAN expert leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. For VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up today for only $19 for your first month at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line. family Abebefe, Mike Paul, Mike Pritchard here hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino. We do have two guests that will be joining us on the show over these two oh. hours here. Uh, coming up in 15 minutes, our buddy Tank Williams, former NFL DB, college football and NFL analyst. He will join us to talk about the card this weekend. And then also in hour number two, 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific, Barrett Salee, college football writer for CBS, will join us to talk all of the biggest headlines in college football as we're down to the final two weeks of the regular season. So...
3: A lot of fun ahead in college football. Pritch's buddy Tank came on Saturday afternoon with them all and I convinced me to take 21 and a half with this Cardinal. Made oh. Some compelling arguments. Like I only had to sweat it for a quarter and a half. So that, that was the good Thanks, Tank. Sure. <laughs> well, you can bring it up with it in about 15 minutes. <laughs> no, I won't. Let, let this thing lie. I mean, let it lie. We have to move on. We have to move. 1990 is a long right, exactly, time ago. That exactly. That was a no long shrugging. time yeah, ago. No shrugging. long time ago. I don't have to wear my ring, shrugging. I don't think, to just. I, I mean, he yeah, might it. I know.
5: No the way he shrugged over there. there.
0: It's the it's, it's it's Michael Irvin line that says, like, I don't wear any of my rings because you guys know how many I have. Right. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't need to wear any of them. Uh, but obviously the big news in the National Football League is what we saw last <laughs> night. Joe Burrow injures his right wrist and uh, did not finish the game. It was Drake, Jake Browning who finished for the Cincinnati Bengals. And the big news today with this matter is that Adam Schefter of ESPN reported that the NFL is now investigating why the Bengals did not list Joe Burrow on their injury report when the team posted a picture of him wearing a device on the wrist Wednesday night and he appeared to be hampered by the injury early in the Thursday night game that he later left the league confirmed today. The initial picture of Burrow wearing a device that looked like a soft cast on his thumb was posted by the Bengals only to be deleted later. Uh, if, mm-hmm. if, if all was good, not sure why they would delete the video there or the photo, but, uh, I mean, based on we obviously us being a betting network as a betting network, I mean, we have obviously welcome transparency. Mm-hmm. And in this instance, and in some other instances as well, it's not just Cincinnati. I mean, how about the Philadelphia Eagles? Have you guys seen Jalen hurts on an injury report? The guy's limping every single week. Yeah. I haven't seen him on an injury report. Like, this is becoming a thing with a lot of these NFL teams. Yeah. We saw it with the Atlanta Falcons with the B. John Robinson thing to where it's like, if you're going to be involved with the betting and all this, there needs to be some sort of level of transparency and a standard of what is expected from these teams as it pertains to the injury report.
3: We saw this last year in the NFL, what, four times? were an hour before the game time everyone thought it was a different starting quarterback I mean yeah. the Bills Viking bills yeah wildly yeah. changing the lines in these games four five six points <laughs> at the, it, it's 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 very hard to trust I mean there there has to be to your point integrity and standardization of this yeah. now especially yeah. when they've embraced it absolutely and uh, let's be honest gambling has propelled the interest in these leagues it's yeah. driven their bigger mm-hmm. TV contracts it's it's been very much a financial benefit to them. So they have to they have to take care of that side of it as well. They
4: do, and they know it, um, uh, and they understand it, certainly. I think that's why the investigation immediately, but, uh, no, but, uh, you know, it's yeah. fascinating because, you know, like hockey, they'll list an upper body. Only upper or lower. Or lower right. body. <laughs> Nothing specific, right? Uh, you're a wild guess, but they're hurt, yeah, basically. But uh, in the National Football League, I mean, pride themselves in terms of, you step foot in that training room for any type of treatment, you're going to be on an injury report. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's, it's and coming on player, like we don't know if Jalen Hurts is going in for treatment, right? But we do know he's hurt. Uh, so there's that gray area a little bit that way. Uh, he could be treating it at home, which, you know, a lot of players are doing that these days. A lot of players have their own devices and like everything hyperbaric I mean, yeah, chamber. Yeah, certainly, yeah absolutely. You can treat uh, all your stuff that you would do in a training room, just do it at home.
3: And therefore, you might skirt around becoming a player that's on an injury report. Are players who are not at a, let's say, Pro Bowl level, and maybe I'm going too high here, though, mm-hmm. do they feel the need to not be as forthcoming about their injuries because of they might not be played if, if the coach is new?
4: Well, it, it depends on the coach. Like yep. um, you know, High-profile coaches or successful coaches, they'll, they'll give the player some room. In other words, I'll trust you one time that you say, Yo, okay, you're good enough to go. But if your performance is not indicative of that, then I can't trust you anymore. Uh, so I think there's that leeway. Uh, it, as long as a player uh, says, look, I'm good to go, and then the performance is okay, then, yeah, the, the coach is going to trust that. But uh, if a player
3: says, I'm good to go, and you're not really good to go, then a coach is not going to trust them anymore. You played 16 games each year in the, in mm-hmm. the NFL and the Ravens. Yeah. How many of those 16 games were you at 100%? Probably. Uh, uh, sh- I, I can't really give
4: you a number on that because I never really was. You never had yeah. 100%. Yeah. You never had 100%. <laughs> I mean, something on you is going to hurt. Um, like I mm. said, but a, as a player, for instance, if I had a bruise or if I was uh, had something bothering me, I'd grab a bag of ice and go home with it. Or uh, I would do something, and, and you know, certainly you have app stem machines. You, you have all this stuff back in the day, um, ultrasound and all this in your house. And, and mm. so you could do that. You could treat it yourself at home. Uh, and then, come on, is, there's Toradol. <laughs> so <laughs> if you were hurt, just take a Toradol shot. You're great, right? And, and that seriously, I mean, that yeah. was that that was the thought process at the time. Uh, now I think is different, like you said earlier, Mike, uh, in terms of the partnership uh, that the NFL has with with betting. They have to have this integrity uh, in place.
0: Well, yeah, and I think there's also like there's a difference between like everybody's dealing with something. Because I think even the rookie quarterback, Will Levis of the Tennessee Titans said, hey, at this point of the year, everyone's dealing with right. something. Like, you know, like that's just football. We're all dealing with stuff. There's a difference between that and, Hey, like you can barely even grip a football or like you have a cast on your hand or what Jalen Hurts is going mm-hmm. through to where literally after every run play is limping back to the huddle. Like like this has been going on for a month with Jalen Hurts and we've yet to see the Eagles put him on the injury report. Now, obviously, we all have eyeballs. So we can see that he's yeah. compromised in some regard. But I mean, I mean, like, like what are we like if we're not going to put that on the injury report? Why do we even have it to begin with? Like, let's go back to let's do college football and just say, "Hey, here are the guys who are playing. No actives or inactives. Like, here's here's the team. Like, it's like it's if we're gonna have it, let's at least follow the rules and like put put it all out there."
4: It's a great question and, and it's a great point you're bringing up. But it's like if the player doesn't step into the training room to get treatment, are they truly on an injury report? I, I guess that's the parameters, right? Yeah. Uh, but but if you if you watch the All Twenty Two or if you watch you know and you study. Uh, some tape and stuff you can tell guys who are compromised right and uh that have some type of uh, situation that could slow them down but it's not going to keep them out the game though what Jalen Hurts is going through is not going to keep him out the game now should it should it be on an injury report well if he's stepping in the training room yeah absolutely but if he's not then I don't know how you put him on an injury report
0: well, it's, it's definitely an interesting conversation. We'll find out what comes of this NFL investigation with the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they investigated the Falcons and the Bijan Robinson mm-hmm. thing. Doesn't sound like a whole lot came of mm-hmm. that. So uh, this might just be a big nothing burger by the time we get to Sunday's kickoff there. But uh, on Burrow's note, last note on this game is that uh, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler tweeted last night. He's expected to get the MRI today. Burrow declined comment in the locker room last night. But Mike Hilton, the cornerback for the Cincinnati Bengals, told Jeremy Fowler he doesn't sense Burrow will miss the season. But the fact that he even needed to clarify that, maybe this is a long-term absence yeah. for Joe Burrow, which the Bengals cannot afford sitting at 5-5. Five and five. Uh, We do have a couple minutes left there, and there obviously is a big news today in college football. With the Michigan Wolverines. Of course, there is. Uh, yesterday, it, it was announced that Michigan and Jim Harbaugh will accept the three game suspension, which uh, will pro- prohibit Harbaugh from being on the sidelines this Saturday in College Park when they take on Maryland, and will also prohibit him from being the head coach on the sidelines with the game next Saturday when they host the Ohio State Buckeyes here. But, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen any of the stuff that's come out today with Dan Wetzel and what he's wrote for Yahoo about how there was uh, a booster that was funding some of this sign-sealing scheme that they've been running over there in Ann Arbor. But, I mean, this to me, it feels like a whole lot of admission of guilt here. But for the Wolverines, probably just getting off scotch-free here, and it's kind of a slap on the wrist, to be quite honest.
3: Well, I think that uh, Michigan and Harbaugh in retrospect, I have to say if Petiti, Tony Petiti, the new commissioner of the Big Ten, who by the way was Rob Manfred's number two at Major League Baseball and who I did oversaw not know that. the Oh yeah. He came from Major League Baseball. Before he was Manford's number two, he ran the Major League Baseball Network. Oh. He also presided in large part over the Astros scandal. But they have to be thankful if he preempted anything bigger from the NCAA, and this is just gonna be like time served, and he can coach all week long. Yeah. I think it's hardly anything at all. Don't have to vacate
4: wins. Don't no, have to no. do anything like that. Or, or you know. I
3: thought there was a specter that right. would be ineligible for the playoff. Sure, would be year, ineligible right? for the playoff <laughs> too. I
4: mean, uh, Howard too for the basketball side. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's been there's been a lot of things going on <laughs> yeah. in Michigan. Uh, I remember Michigan um, from a financial standpoint, be um, because of how they mortgaged so much for these facilities and all that. So. Michigan's been sweeping a lot of things under the rug, which you could do that in college football for a long time. Uh, A lot of schools have done that, right? Uh, Now, you're going to get caught, especially from a high-profile situation, sign-stealing. And if it, it was funded, then, I mean, this is an operation, Well, he (laughs) he
3: he wasn't turning in expense reports. Someone was paying for. Yeah, this was funded. This is
0: this is is an operation,
4: and it wasn't it
3: wasn't
0: Connor that was funding all of this. Connor's (laughs) salary, right? Right? right. They put his salary out there. He ain't funding this. So if you're in Michigan
4: and the punishment is like, oh, Hardball can't coach, you're like, okay, (laughs) we're okay with that, (laughs) considering what really should happen to Michigan.
3: They just they get a little more conservative without him. I think that's yeah. very true, yeah. right? Definitely in the second half yeah, against yeah. Penn State. And even in the, the first three or four games of the year,
0: they're pretty conservative. Yeah. Michigan also <laughs> fired assistant coach Chris Partridge as attempting to destroy computer evidence. <laughs> I wonder why he was doing that. Tank Williams will join us next year on the Lombardi Line.
3: This is the Lombardi
0: Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Temiya Bebathay, on VSN, the sports betting network. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, be 21. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line on a football Friday. Femi Abfey, Mike Palm, Mike Pritchard hanging out here at the Circle Resort and Casino. And joining us now, it's our buddy. We had him on last month. Always electric when we have the one and only Tank Williams on, former NFL DB. Now, NFL and college football analyst. Tank, we appreciate you taking the time as always. Before we get into this weekend's games, let's talk about last mm-hmm. night. Thursday night football, Bengals, Ravens, obviously, Burrow banged up, he gets knocked out of the game with the wrist injury. Mark Andrews, he leaves the game with the ankle injury. Done for the season is what head coach John Harbaugh is saying. Or uh, were your kind of takeaways from this game with the Ravens winning 34-20? to 20?
5: I mean, it's unfortunate that we'll have to deal with those injuries, especially when you lose high – profile players like that who make such an impact to their team, not only in the game last night, but moving forward as they try to make the playoffs and then try to secure a championship. So, hate to see that. Hopefully, Burrow can bounce back quickly. No, Andrews isn't, but I think what we've seen from that Baltimore Ravens offense is that they can be multi, and that means that they don't really have to depend on just Mark Andrews. Odell Beckham Jr. starting to flash in the past game. We're already seeing that Zay Flowers is electric. They have a couple backs that could do different things, whether it's the Gus Bus in the red zone, Akeem Mitchell getting these splash plays from the middle of the field. And so what I think of that Baltimore Ravens offense, especially if Lamar is healthy and that ankle doesn't bother them too much, they're going to be hard to stop. But the one thing you look at at the Ravens defense, I mean, they still gave up a lot of yardage in the run game to a Cincinnati team that really hasn't been running the ball that effectively. So that's going to come in to some issues as they face some of these other more formidable offenses coming down the stretch. But I feel good about the Ravens. A lot of uncertainty surrounding the Bengals till we find out some more information on Joe Burrow.
3: Tank, you're a Pac-10 legend. Um, and all eyes are going to be on Corvallis this weekend for the big showdown. You've got an undefeated team, an undefeated team in Washington, a top three Heisman candidate in Michael Penix, and they are catching points at Oregon State this Mm -hmm. weekend. Line moved yesterday, two and a Mm -hmm. half down to one. Pick in some places, it's kind of settled in at one. Your outlook on this game?
5: Uh, did you see what those B was did to my Stanford Cardinal last week? You convinced so, me to
3: take the 21-and-a-half on Saturday.
5: <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yo, yo, I, I, <laughs> hey, trust me, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming at all, the way that they performed against Washington, man. So, trust me, if I saw that score, Washington saw the score, too. So, say, for example, if my Stanford Cardinal played Oregon State tough— then it may be one thing where uh, Washington can maybe overlook them, but I don't think they overlook them in this game, so that's why I do a little SGP action in this one. I would do Washington money line, and I would take the over 53.5 points. And that gives you plus 145, and that's that bet MGM. Just because I feel confident that Washington, they play some close games. When you see the way that Oregon State plays at home, they understand it's a tough environment to play in. I don't think they're going to come in you know, trying to take – I don't think they're going to come in just – you know slighting these guys, they understand that they're going to be a tough team. I get, I think, uh, Washington gets the dub.
4: Thank you, man. You're going to get a lot of heat because you started all this, uh, with Colorado and mm. the losing streak. Uh, so, not only <laughs> you gave some advice to Mike uh, Palm over here, uh, you caused my boss to go on this losing streak <laughs> <a> free fall. <laughs> okay, thank you very much, fam. Um, but but still respect the hell out of you, and what's your thoughts uh, on Georgia,
0: Tennessee?
5: Uh, man. Georgia there's some dogs man it seems like the college football committee they finally got it right where they have Georgia's number one team because I I understand when Brock Bowers got hurt people were saying like okay they may not be able to get together offensively that offense actually started clicking on all cylinders before Brock Bowers came back and now that he's come back I mean they're just a damn juggernaut so when I look at the way that Missouri manhandled Tennessee last week and the way that Georgia battled Missouri I mean that was a good game but Georgia pulled away at the end clearly Georgia is the better football team so I would go georgia money line Mm. and then i would also take well actually i'm gonna go georgia win winning halftime and full time and i would say uh over 48 and a half points then that would give you plus 100 so you get plus money for a thing that you expect to occur georgia to win first half second half and you know get some points because i mean i feel like their offense is just clicking on all cylinders Georgia looks pretty good there. Yeah. Carson
0: Beck feels like he's kind of found himself the quarterback mm-hmm. there for the Bulldogs. We're hanging yeah. out with Tank Williams, college football and NFL analyst. Tank, let's talk a little bit of NFL. Next Monday night is the Super Bowl rematch. Everyone's been r- looking forward to this one since the schedule came out. They're Eagles at the Chiefs. Right now it's Kansas City, two and a half point favorites on DraftKings, total 45 and a half. Do you have a play in how you kind of want to attack this Super Bowl rematch here between the Eagles and Chiefs?
5: Uh, honestly, I have no idea how this one is going to play out right now because I feel like both teams are playing good ball right now. We saw the way that the Kansas City Chiefs played against Miami across the pond, and then the Eagles have gotten some tough wins before they went into that bye week. I think when I look at it, there's definitely an advantage going against that Philadelphia pass defense. And so then, when I, if I can get uh, if I can get some props on uh, Travis Kelsey, or more specifically, I think you probably get some better eyes at Rasheed Rice. I really don't see what his uh, number is right now for receiving yards. Let me check it out right now. But it's over 42 and a half. Mm -hmm. I feel confident that they're getting him more integrated into that offense, and that I'll feel comfortable taking that at minus 115 at Betty MGM. Rasheed Rice over 42 and a half, and then maybe even a Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. We know that they like to have him shine in the bright lights going against his brother. They're going to be playing up to the Taylor Swift narrative and all that, so I think that may be easy money as well. But when I do the anytime touchdowns, especially if it's going to be heavily favored, like say if it's minus money because it's a guy like Travis Kelsey I like to take the SGP approach and do it with another prop that I feel is highly likely to hit
3: Tank, Jim Harbaugh in Michigan accepted his quote suspension, Mm -hmm. three Saturdays I call it um, and I think they're counting their lucky stars in doing so. I want to get your perspective. I'd ask Mike Pritchard, but you played more in the modern college game. <laughs> I want to get your perspective on tired. what effect right. this is, Will this really have next weekend in Ann Arbor when they play Ohio state? Does this put Michigan at any sort of a disadvantage? He coaches all week, but he can't be on the sideline on Saturday.
5: Uh, I believe there's something to be said for having your head coach on the field if it's going to be a close game with a lot on the line and making these tough decisions in crucial moments. Uh, that being said, I think that Michigan is the better team. I think they have the more competent, more seasoned quarterback. I think that their defense is better, and I think that they'll be able to lean heavily on that run game. And when I look at it from that standpoint, I think Ohio State will probably keep it a little bit closer. And if Michigan can't keep the lid on Marvin Harrison Jr., then that just throws everything out. But I think if they can contain him and then play ball control and just get out of there with a victory, uh, they'll be setting themselves up nice going into the college football playoff. I feel like they're the better team.
4: Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Um, you, you know, Tank, uh, going back to National Football League, too, because I'm curious, Fim, and he's been spot on with his assessment of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, and, you know, I'm curious your thoughts on this matchup because Tennessee, I don't, I don't know if they have anything left, right? Uh, but your thoughts on, on what's going on with the Titans and, and can they get inside this number? Is that seven uh, right now against Jacksonville?
5: You know, I tried to count my Titans out on a number of occasions and they responded well. I mean, especially to Will Levis being inserted into that offense. And I think they feel like they have a chance to win now with Will Levis at quarterback because he'll be able to push the ball downfield a little bit better than what Tannehill was doing uh, before he got injured. So, from that being said, it's always going to be a heated rivalry whenever the Titans play the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think you're going to get a heavy dose of uh, King Henry. The only thing that is not in favor of the Tennessee Titans is this like San Francisco went up to Jacksonville and they waxed that and so when you come off a bad (laughs) loss like that you know the team's gonna be motivated to get that nasty taste out of their mouth so I expect Jacksonville to come out play well this week I expect Jacksonville to get the win and try to get back on track because you just don't get embarrassed by a team like San Francisco like that where they whip you in all three phases of the game Mm -hmm. they're gonna come out with their hair on fire against the Titans
0: Tank, we got a couple minutes left and kind of to that point there, because I think a lot of people think Jacksonville is in this conversation, but Cleveland, they just lost their quarterback to Sean Watson for the rest of the season. Like, Who do you ultimately see being the biggest challenger to Kansas City? Because as it stands right now, Cincinnati, Buffalo, the Chargers, all those teams are currently on the outside looking in of the AFC playoff picture.
5: I have zero confidence in Buffalo right now unless they show me something different. I don't think Ken Dorsey was the issue. I mean, he definitely wasn't helping the situation. But uh, I think when I look at it, I mean, we can talk about how the Miami Dolphins haven't beaten a good team yet, but as bad as they played across the pond against Kansas City, they were right in it at the end of the game. They had the opportunity to try to push it to overtime. So don't sleep on the Miami Dolphins. I think another team that I was talking up the past few weeks before a lot of people just kind of hopped on a wagon was the Houston Texans. Like, Like C.J. Stroud, man, that dude's been playing phenomenal football from the very start. And when you beat a team like the Cincinnati Bengals, and that was when Joe Burrow and all those guys were healthy, I mean, I think they've shown that they're capable of playing with any team in the league. And especially, like, if you're colorblind and you look at that defense, it may resemble the San Francisco 49ers defense. If you go back and look at that Cincinnati tape, like, they was on Joe Burrow's ass like some brake lights. And so (laughs) I really like what he's doing on both sides of the ball. And I think that Houston's going to be something to look out for, for sure, in the AFC.
0: All right, he is Tank Williams, former NFL DB, now NFL and college football analyst. Tank, we appreciate the analysis each and every time you come on the Lombardi Line. Man, be well.
5: Yeah, appreciate it. And uh, if my Stanford Cardinal <laughs> get beat by Cal, I'm gonna just say that y'all are the jinx. So
1: <laughs> <on> the
0: show. <laughs>
5: oh
0: we're, we're jinxing each other. That's I what know. we're doing here on the card. <laughs> have, have they won since Tank's last appearance? Yeah. They were, oh, oh yeah, they beat uh, who they?
3: No, they beat someone.
0: Yeah, they beat someone. Didn't they?
3: Washington State. No, they play Washington State tonight. Okay. Who did they beat? Who did Washington State know. lose to? We'll figure it they out. We'll figure it out doing they that. Get, they get <laughs> Notre Dame next week. That's all I know.
4: <laughs> By the way, listen to your elders, Mike Pom. I mean, I, I, I might be. You're four years older than me. Okay, you're four years older than I might be, okay, okay, I might be, I might be further removed, four but years. I have a <laughs> lot of knowledge. Let's modern NFL <laughs> when we come back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> From BBC Radio 4. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
0: This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Up FFA on VSN, the sports betting network. In the NBA the game can change in an instant but no matter how the action unfolds you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting 5 bucks on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Vegas the crown is yours. In-season tournament night in the association Tuesdays and Fridays so that'll be a whole lot of fun. That's coming up uh, the Final here, Four and championship right? are here in Vegas. When is it? Uh, sometime in
3: December. Mid December, right? I think yeah, like, mid December. Yeah.
0: So, so that'll be an exciting time. Pending the teams that
3: end what making. do they get if they win that? Do they get something? Mm-hmm. In, I think the terms that's of like the 500k, isn't it, or something like it's that? This it's, it's just money. It's nothing that you know. improves their chances to win the NBA well, title. I mean, just
0: 500k would be good with me. No, it's not enough. <laughs> that's not, not enough for you. It's <laughs> not enough for Pritch. <laughs>
3: Pritch didn't even feel bad. He's out of about nine million. Now, come on.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I
4: know.
3: Pritch is talking about signing bonuses I had
0: five signing bonuses. I'm okay. If you get the signing bonus survivors, just you know that's just lunch. Yeah, that's yeah. lunch money for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Lombardi line, Femi Befe, Mike Paul, Mike Pritchard hanging out here at the circa resort in Casino. Thank you to Tank Williams who joined us in the last segment, by the way. Uh, former NFL DB, now NFL and college football analyst here. But let's talk some NFL and we'll get to this card, which we were discussing during the break. Kind of a kind of a nasty card here for mm-hmm. NFL betting. I only have one side bet. Have a couple teasers in play as well, but only one side bet so far uh, for Sunday's action and we will start in Cleveland where the Cleveland Browns will be starting Dorian Thompson-Robinson the rookie it will be his second start this season as they take on the Pittsburgh Steelers the market as we joked yesterday on Vison Primetime resembles a preseason game Browns one point favorites <laughs> total 33 uh what to do here with Steelers Browns in the AFC North I think it,
3: I it's either Steelers or the under for me I uh, am more surprised by the news that DTR is starting than that Deshaun is out for the season mm. I, I And Mm -hmm. we talked to people around Cleveland, around the team, people that cover the team in the Cleveland media. They're all shocked, too, because there was no thoughts at practice that he had um, superseded P.J. Walker. I mean, Walker did turn the ball over a lot, but look, he's a tip ball away from winning in Seattle. Mm -hmm. He won a shootout in Indianapolis. I know there was a lot of officiating questions, but he gave them a chance to win. I'm not sure DTR, even with that great defense, gives them the best chance to win. You have to be scared with a rookie making – he didn't even play a full game, making his second start – against this Steelers defense. It's a big play defense. They're going to give up some yards, but Mm -hmm. they create havoc and they create the turnovers and they change games. Um, I I can't get behind the Browns here. I think this is going to be a slugfest. I think this is a 17-13 type of game. It always is. I mean, even with Deshaun out there, I think it would be a slugfest. Um, You know, DTR,
4: will he be a turnover machine? Will he be a deer in headlights and all this? It's just a lot of pressure game right here. Uh, and, you know, it is perplexing about the decision to go with him. Now, PJ, I'm trying to recollect. Did he get a concussion recently or anything like that? Um, you know, because I, I don't understand the decision either, right? Uh, unless you're trying to hide an injury or something like that. Could um, it be?
3: Could it be they want to take a look at him now? And if he shows something, they're going to stand Pat. And if he's as bad as he was in week three, they're going to go out and, hi- and get a quarterback. Well,
4: taking that, that, a look at somebody now is is a big decision yeah. because, uh, you know, they have um, these games. They're chasing the playoffs. Well, they're 6-3. and three. You're right. I mean, you can't <laughs> so. afford to drop a game just to, to find out if DTR is ready to go. I mean, this is a high-pressure yeah. profi- high game. I'm— um, uh, and they're what they're gonna sign Joe Flacco or something like that, too. So I mean, they're entertaining yeah. all that stuff. So they're working them out. yeah, least. there's there's a lot of things moving here. There's a lot of injuries on the offensive line, too, for Cleveland. I can't get to a side. I, I understand Pittsburgh's been turning people over. They're one of the uh, uh, league leaders in terms of um, uh, takeaways. Uh, and then you think about um, uh, you know the other side of, of preventing p- teams from scoring in the Red Zone or opportunities to score. Uh, They're allowing about, what, 15 points a game uh, the last three games here, uh, if you look at Pittsburgh. So they're getting it done defensively. uh, And therefore, it's going to be a tight game. It's going to be a tight game anyway. I mean, I would entertain a teaser if you're looking for a leg more so than a side. I'm not a total guy. I can never do well with totals. uh, But this, this seems like it profiles as an ugly game as well.
0: No, I'm with you with the teaser. Like, I teased Pittsburgh up when this was at a plus two uh, when this news was coming out that Deshaun Watson wasn't going to play. But but let me make the case for Dorian Thompson-Robinson starting, though, because I think if you're Cleveland, this is a situation where you know what P.J. Walker is. And more importantly, you know what he isn't. And I think for Dorian Thompson Robinson, there's still room for him to maybe be better. And yes, the Ravens game earlier this season was a disaster, but he also found out late in the week that he was going to be the starting quarterback in that game. This time, he's had all week long to get the starting reps here, and there's a reason why they traded Josh Dobbs. Now, maybe we say that's a mistake, obviously, with the way Dobbs is playing, but they traded Josh Dobbs because they were comfortable with what Dorian Thompson Robinson did in the preseason, and more importantly, in training camp, where they saw him day-to-day. Like I think that we're going to see a little bit different. Maybe it's not this week, but if they give him a couple weeks. I think we'll see a better Dorian Thompson Robinson than what we saw against the Baltimore Ravens.
3: In the short term, Femi, who would have given them a better who gives them a better chance to win this week? Walker or Robinson? This week
0: I would say PJ Walker. But in the long term, because they still have playoff aspirations and that defense is still one of the best in the league. Who do you like, would you rather start a playoff game with PJ Walker? Or maybe Mm -hmm. Dorian Thompson Robinson can be solid. Maybe he can turn into something. It's really hard
3: for a rookie with a handful of starts to, to be able to win in the playoffs if he can get you there. That's my yeah. opinion. You know, you, you no, I
4: agree, but I, I I rule out the quarterback position I have for the most part this entire year uh, because of the backup quality that we've seen. And then we see all these backups, right? I, I, I've taken the quarterback matchup or comparison out of looking at these games. Like th- this game should be where it's at even with Deshaun Watson. And so it you th- tells you- You
3: thought the four was much too high. The sure, yeah absolutely.
4: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm always looking at yeah. divisional matchups, uh, rivalry situations, tight games like this uh, as a field goal or under. I mean, uh, so even with DTR out there, it's one. Uh, and this guy, we know what he did the last time out there, right? And and so with a week of preparation, too, like sometimes a backup quarterback is better when they're thrusted in there, uh, right? Because there's no pressure, they're not thinking about it, let's just react. Now that you have a game plan, uh, you're getting asked questions, you're the starting quarterback. You could be the starting quarterback from here on out. We saw what happened to Will Levis, right? Uh, we saw these rookie quarterbacks. I mean, look at look at Bryce Young. I mean, he's still struggling. Um, the notion that this rookie quarterback is really going to do what he did in preseason in this pressure situation, that's far-fetched to me. But he could be improved, right? To your point, Femi, he could be improved from the last time out, uh, certainly learning from the tape, learning from getting coaching, uh, and then learning for the fact that, look, I get another opportunity to prove myself.
0: I, I look at it this way DTR for the Cleveland Browns is a futures ticket and pj walker is the smelliest dog on the card <laughs> like, you yeah. know Like i think that's kind of how they view it yeah. and they say hey maybe he can turn into something later on down the line we know what pj walker is but like i said more importantly we know what he isn't right and that's a quarterback that's going to help you win in the playoffs uh speaking of more quarterback news the rams they get their quarterback back matthew stafford he will be starting behind center as they take on the seattle seahawks seattle is a one point road favorite but this is kind of bounced back and forth Rams were favored earlier in the week. Now the Seahawks are favored.
3: How do you guys see this one playing out? Total forty-six and a half. The line is so strange to me. And I know I watched on opening week, the Rams dominated them in the second half and Seattle. They destroyed them. How could, how could the Rams have been favored? How could the Rams be? I, is it, If I had to play a side, it might be the Seahawks. I mean, because I think, but I just think they should be a field goal favorite here in this game. Because I think they're the better. I, I, I've looked at the Rams, and I get it. It was ripping. But they, they're awful. Mm-hmm. They, they were awful without... Yeah. St- now, nah, I get Stafford is back. One hit, and he might be done again, mm-hmm. right? You, yeah. you take that chance here. I don't know if I'll get involved uh, in the game. Maybe it's an underplay. Because they... they really controlled Seattle in that Seattle had like what two first downs in the second half on mm-hmm. open it was unbelievable. It was a how, domination. How, how much they dominated them. And everybody thought the Rams they were one of the worst teams in football. How could that have that was maybe the biggest surprise in week one. So I lean Seattle here. Haven't had a I don't have a play on it yet. Yeah, I
4: don't have a play. Either Seattle's been struggling offensively. I mean the injury to DK Metcalf to hip uh Smith and Jigba has not turned into what a lot of people thought he was going to turn into. Uh and offensively they're just not what they need to be, right? Now, defensively, I think Seattle get after you, but um, averaging 18 points a game, you know, the Rams could get this game if they execute, right, with the, with the firepower that they have offensively. But that's a tough matchup for the Rams and that Seattle defense. I too. bet
3: I feel like it's a neutral side game, too. Yeah, they're ne- right. There's never really a home right. game. And Seattle travels well. Mm-hmm. They, they yeah. always bring people. So they'll have plenty of fans there.
0: Oh, yeah. There'll be a lot of Seahawks yeah. fans in attendance. I can tell you that. They're, everyone's it's, it's 45 and rainy now in the Pacific Northwest. They're looking for any sort of sunshine. I, if I had to play, I think I'd play the Rams side. You would. Just because like, I think McVeigh. He tends to have Carroll's number in these matchups. Like and the extra the extra rest that they have to get Stafford healthy, get the offensive line healthy. It, this almost it's not quite like it's not gonna be as healthy as they were to start the season, but this is gonna be the healthiest that they've been probably since week one. Probably even healthier now that they have Cooper Cup back in the full tier. with Cup and Nakua. Those guys are good to go. Stafford's good to go. I think the Rams can put up some points in this game. Like, yeah. like this to me is gonna be one of those fourth quarter football games. Whichever quarterback makes the mistake is probably gonna be the team that loses and in this instance, I think I trust Matthew Stafford just a little bit more at home than I do Geno Smith on the
4: road. And Tyler Lockett with the hamstring, I don't think he's going to play. Yeah,
0: he's been banged up yeah. quite a bit.
4: Yeah, I mean, he hasn't practiced at all, and then so he's got the hamstring situations. And then you got a, 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 a gimpy DK Metcalf right. and an ineffective Smith and Jigba as well, too.
0: It's an important game for sure for the playoff picture because despite their struggles, the Rams are kind of still in it for the race for the seven seed, as are the Seahawks, of course, currently the six seed in the NFC playoff picture. All right. We'll talk some more NFL to start our number two here on the Lombardi Line. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived.